Welcome to A New Kind of PD, Teaching Channel's podcast where we tackle challenges in education and provide ways to inspire and engage in meaningful professional development. I'm Erica Snyder, Engagement Coordinator for Teaching Channel, coming to you from our location in San Antonio, Texas. This week we'll be discussing eight ways to support your professional development via video with Erin Gilrain and Jennifer Wolf from Oceanside Schools in Oceanside, New York. We'll explore how to get started with video in your practice and, as always, we'll close the show with how to inspire PD about this topic in vibrant, collaborative ways. Thanks for joining us and if you're listening live, jump on into the chat room where we'll be posting links to materials related to today's show. Class is now in session. Erin and Jen, welcome, and uh, let's go ahead and have you introduce yourselves and give a little bit of a background of um, where you come from, who you are, and and what you've been up to. Thanks for having us, Erica. This is Erin Gilrain. I am a National Board Certified English Teacher, and I've been teaching at Oceanside High School for 15 years now, and uh, together with my partner, Jen Wolf, who will introduce herself in a second, we were the pioneers of the use of Teaching Channel at Oceanside Schools, and in the past four years, our use of Teaching Channel has grown uh, pretty exponentially, and we look forward to talking with you about that today. Excellent, Erin. Uh, this is Jen Wolf. I'm, uh, I'm a National Board Certified Teacher in, um, in Social Studies. I work uh, as well at Oceanside High School. Erin is my humanities partner at Oceanside, and we share a three-period block with about 50 students in ninth grade, um, world history, and um, ELA. And we have been working really hard with the Teaching Channel and the great folks there to bring um, virtual uh, professional development to our teachers at Oceanside. Great. Can you tell us a little bit about the population of Oceanside and who you all serve um, in your district? I believe we have about 6,700 students in nine schools. We have one high school, one middle school, and what is that, Erin? Five um, elementary schools? Mm-hmm. Six oh. elementary schools, I guess? Yeah, um, and, and one alternative high school. Oh, yes, and one alternative high school. Um, Predominantly middle class, uh, suburban um, students on the south shore of Long Island. Great, thanks. So let's chat a little bit about um, your growth with Teaching Channel and Teams and, and what that looks like for you all and how you have been using us. Sure. Well, we so, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem. We're not in space together. Exactly. I mean, the funny thing is Jen and I are partners with the kids and partners with adults and partners with teams, and usually we sit next to each other, and it's summertime with teachers, so on this podcast we're not next to each other, so to all your listeners, sorry about all that. Um, so anyway, we first learned about Teaching Channel in the summer of 2014, and ever since we saw them at that moment, we were like, we need to get Teaching Channel into Oceanside to help us transform professional development. Aaron, I think you mean 2012. Oh, that's what I meant, 2012. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in 2012. We were at um, a national board academy, and um, the Teaching Channel did a presentation there and talked a lot about their Teams platform. And a light bulb went off in our heads, and we thought, this is perfect. We need something for our 19 um, board-certified teachers to do as leaders in our district. And we knew that many of our of our um, newest teachers were not getting proper 
um, mentoring because many of them would fall through the cracks of the state system and and you know and would not receive any kind of um, any kind of formal mentoring. So we thought this would be a perfect way to get our MVCTs on a track for teacher leadership and our newest teachers to help that they needed in order to be successful. That's awesome. So you you actually use teaching channel teams two different ways, um, if I'm hearing you correctly, right? One for your national board certified teachers and keeping them together, and then one for your your mentoring program as well. Yes, yeah. and initially that was the 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 interesting part of our problem of practice in the beginning. We were figuring out how do we create the meaningful right. leadership opportunities for our board certified teachers, and how do we support all untenured teachers with high quality mentoring. Yeah, so how did you tackle that question? What was your process like in, in thinking about, you know, how to make that work for you all? Well, what, what we had, a, um, I think, a unique a situation where we, in the same year, in the same summer that we learned about uh, the Teaching Channel's existence and, and the team's platform, we also um, got a new a superintendent at um, Oceanside whose passion is professional um, development. So I called Erin, um, uh, well she was at um, yoga school, and I said, we have to apply for this grant, and we have to have a meeting with the superintendent right away, because the National Board was offering a little bit of money to people who wanted to pursue um, an innovative um, leadership program. So Erin and I worked on a grant over the phone, and then we made an, um, an appointment immediately with our superintendent of schools. She took the meeting, and we brought to her um, everything that, that, that we loved about the teaching channel, what we wanted to do with our board-certified teachers, and how we thought that that was going to impact our newest teachers and, of course, student learning. And there's nothing more relaxing than thinking about writing a grant while at yoga school, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, stop your speeding, Aaron. We got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what she said to me on the voicemail. <laughs> um, you know, like, what's kind of cool is that Teaching Channel is amazing. And we say that not because uh, we're talking to you specifically, but because you guys are the real deal. You understand teachers and know what we need. And we were so excited to learn about you. And something that we did really purposefully in the beginning was we paced the, the use of Teaching Channel. We knew that it was important for our use of, of teams and teaching channels to be organic and driven by teachers all the way. And what is so nice about our district is that they uh, really honor the role of teacher leader and we have a trusting collaboration with administrators. So when we pitched the idea to start using mentoring and start small, uh, they trusted uh, the board certified teachers to make this happen. You know, we wanted um, teachers to own the use of Teaching Channel and to find the why in it so that the, the understanding would be that Teaching Channel is for teachers, by teachers in our district. It's not a top-down initiative. Well, so how did that rollout go? I mean, what did it look like and how was the reaction from the people that were involved with the National Board Cohort or the mentoring process? Hmm. Well, we basically called them all together and we said, we've got this idea. We have a little bit of money. We'd like you to go down this path with us on this journey toward teacher leadership. And we, um, and you know, what was interesting about it is we had 19, I think 16 of them that first year agreed to do the pilot. And then we had uh, classes in mentoring where we taught them warm and cool feedback. Um, 
mentoring and coaching protocols, which we got off of the teaching channel, by the way, which were awesome. And we worked with them to improve other mentoring and coaching skills. And then we launched it with the new teachers. And what was great about the district was, was that they made it mandatory for all first-year teachers to participate in the program. One of the interesting things that we learned after that first year was that it was important to the teachers and to us that we include face-to-face -face time between the, right. the new teachers and the mentors. So initially we only had a handful of face-to-face -face meetings and coming next year in the, the fourth year of this um, team's mentoring program, we're going to meet once a month, once a month for the entire school year with coaches and our new teachers because it's important for there to be a real life relationship for the trusting work that has to happen in teams to actually work really smoothly. We found that the um, new teachers and the mentors uh, were much more committed to the process when they you know had met for, um, for the first time as Aaron said they, they worked together in person they understood why each of the other one was you know um, motivated to participate in it and they bought into to each other's why um, basically because because we found that when they were only doing a video work the other person who may or may not have been in their same building or in their grade level um, was uh, anonymous you know in a way so once they met and they began to form these friendships in person their work online was um, really took off and there's something uh, interesting that Jen was alluding to there. With our mentoring program, working with the board certified teachers, we don't always have a perfect match between um, grade levels or subjects. So, for example, as an English teacher, I don't always mentor an English teacher, but the board, certifi the board certification process has taught us how to discuss effective teaching for any subject or grade level area. So, although we don't necessarily match an expertise, we're all rooted in, in the board certification standards and we're all rooted in the Danielson rubric that we use as a district, so we can talk about effective teaching at any level. I mean, I imagine that opens it up to, to, to be more innovative with the teaching channel videos that you can include when thinking at certain practices too. Like you can pull a video from our library and be able to analyze it and think about, oh, how would I adapt this math strategy in my English classroom or this particular um, literacy strategy for my social studies classroom. So I mean, that's a great skill to be able to to do and the benefit of having the platform and the video in order to, to house some of those conversations too um, is one way to definitely engage people when you're not in the same grade levels or same same content area. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think that there's a there isn't a lot of cross discipline coaching happening. Um, in the country or even in our school before this program and what was great about it was teachers began to see that the Danielson rubrics were actually you know applicable to all grade levels and all subjects regardless of whether um, your coach was in your area or not and that was an eye-opener for I think for a lot of people because they really began to see um, effective teaching practices as a universal practice really yeah so it sounds like you went from you went you've moved into more of a blended model using um, teams platform and your face-to-face -face meetings can you talk a little bit about what happens inside of teams with the the process that you're using um, user-generated video and or or how people are 
analyzing the videos themselves? Sure. So within the, the mentoring use of Teams, we ask that all of our new teachers upload five videos of their practice throughout the school year. So when they, up, when they use the Teaching Channel app and upload the video, uh, we then ask that they that they offer contextual information about the class. Who are these kids? What's the grade level? What's the unit? What was your objective? And then the, uh, the mentor offers the warm and cool feedback watching the video, offering the warm feedback, what was effective, why it was, why it was effective, and the cool feedback, which is probing questions to get the new teachers to grow in their practice. Uh, what's really cool about this kind of video feedback in Teams is that Teams leaves those time-stamped um, comments so that the new teacher can then hit the play button on the comment and end up right in that moment in his or her practice and then review what's going on so the conversation can happen with the mentor in the threaded discussion on Teams. And then the other stuff that is happening is um, they've begun to also lesson plan you know, a together. Uh, the first two years of the program, I coached um, a, uh, a kindergarten teacher, and we began talking about how to modify graded uh, discussions and Socratic um, seminars at the high school level for her kindergarten students. And she <laughs> she came up with some wonderfully appropriate Common Core based questions for her kindergarten teach students as they read little books. Um, that she had picked out as uh, as kindergarten accessible uh, philosophy books, oh, and it was amazing. Yeah. So, and then this year I worked with a social studies teacher, and we talked uh, and we used uh, the vertical slice protocol from the Teaching Channel teams while we were looking at her students' work on thesis development, and we created um, a whole new rubric and. Um, and my lesson plan for how to teach um, thesis writing and more importantly how to get her students to recognize whether or not their thesis was an effective thesis. And that was pretty awesome too. So using it for looking at student work as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. <clears throat> Is there anything else you want to tell us about the, the process before I ask you about some um, lessons learned and some takeaways? We, we, we could, if you'd like, talk a little bit more about other ways our district is using Teams. Yeah, Does for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, as as our district use of teams um, began to grow, the problem of practice shifts. So now we we wonder a lot about how we can provide meaningful and engaging professional development on teams that meets teachers' needs at any point in their career. And what's cool about what's happened in Oceanside is that this shift has happened organically. It wasn't pushed by uh, by admins or even necessarily by us. Once people started using um, teams and mentoring uh, as coaches, as mentors or coaches or uh, new teachers, they started to see the value that teams could be. So what happened was we started having teachers ask if they could use teams for other purposes. And then one of our MVCTs, who's also um, who's also an administrator, she made a reading department group that became our most active group this past year. And what she did, what she does is so awesome, and we're trying to learn a lot from what she does. She's managed to really engage the teachers in thoughtful discussions about their practice because she herself is, first off, a very thoughtful practitioner, but she's on that group all of the time talking to the teachers, offering videos, offering feedback, and engaging them. And it's that kind of engagement that gets teachers to come onto teams and keep asking the questions and poking around and helping each other. Uh, similarly, we saw other growth uh, 
with a teaching channel professional development class that we had from you guys, uh, we had another board certified teacher working with another administrator, and they had an idea to uh, to transition professional development from traditional in the seat in a classroom to a more choose your own adventure idea where they used teams and the different ways we could use videos and offer feedback and upload videos they made a little game card essentially where teachers could choose what parts of teams they wanted to interact with and in a group of peers they could discuss their practice and discuss teaching channel videos and in that way even more teachers have been introduced to the power of teams in this past year yeah, and that's been something we featured on our blog, so I'll be sure to make sure to, to link that in for, for our listeners so they can go and check that out too if they're interested in seeing what the Choose Your Own Adventure looked like because it's pretty awesome how they how they set that up. Mm-hmm. And then um, Aaron and I are working with pre-service teachers next year and also our teachers who have not yet earned tenure, and we're going to take the, take the idea of the Choose Your Own Adventure but this time focus the work on um, the five core propositions of effective teaching from the national board and help our um, resident teachers earn their tenure because there are some who don't um, who are interested in, in you know in working more with the teaching channel on a personal level and to fulfill their um, portfolio that they need for tenure. So we wanted to then adapt what, what we do with them to fit their needs, of course. And the teaching channel allows us to do that. It's so awesome. And that's coming up this year. That's coming up this year, yep. So when we check in with you next year, we get a report out of <laughs> that. Looks <laughs> One of the one of the cool things that that uh, we've done is when we first made the mentoring program as board certified teachers, we really value the reflective nature of that process. We imbe- embedded uh, national board questioning and standards into the mentoring program, and um, the district is they already saw the benefit, but now they really understand the benefit of coaching teachers towards this type of discussion of effective practice, and. Now we're embedding the board certification, five core propositions, and questions and standards throughout PD so that teachers from the very beginning of their career will be introduced to these ideals, effectively creating a pipeline so that by the time these teachers have tenure, they've already had essentially a pre-candidacy class into the board certification cohorts, and they're perfectly ready to begin the next step of their career towards becoming board certified. So you you all started with one yep. concept, too. and. And it's evolved over your time with us. That into what well, I think I've got eight different use cases at the moment that you all are in, implementing um, with national boards: the choose your own adventure, one-on-one coaching, mentoring. You know, you've got your tenure track people and your pre-service. You got some, the reading PLC. I mean, it's just amazing all the different ways that you've taken, you know, one idea and adapted it and expanded it to really rethink what professional development can look like inside of a specific school and also in a, in a district itself. It's really amazing. Well, here's the thing, Erica. I mean, I appreciate you, um, you know, I'm handing out the kudos to Aaron and I, but it could not have been done without the constant help and engagement of you and your members of your team. I mean, that's the thing about Teaching Channel that has probably been the best thing that we've encountered in PD for Teachers is that it's not um, a one and done. You're there for us constantly. You push us when we don't feel like we're working so hard. You ask us all the right questions. 
and it creates, you know, really great stuff in our school. So we appreciate that from you guys. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate all of your hard work and getting out there and, and really being innovated in your thinking of how you're using um, all of the tools that we hope to provide for teachers and for, for educators in order to rethink professional development and really change the way that it looks like in, um, in districts. As we're, as we're wrapping up here, I just wanted to ask a little bit about like what, what are your, your hopes for this year? Or what are your, what do you hope to be able to say at the end of next year about, about your professional development program as it's growing? It is a connected, authentic, um, professional continuum that, you know, really enhances teacher practice so that we can increase student learning. And that's what I'm hoping that, that we're doing by linking everything to the five core props and the body of knowledge of accomplished teaching. And, and I hope our, our next round of users and all of our current users continue to jump in uh, into the pool of vulnerability, if you will, and become risk takers and, and begin to open the doors to their practice, both virtually but also in real life, so that we can get better together because ultimately that's what we need to do in order to impact student learning and help everyone become better learners and teachers. Sounds like our time is up for today. Thanks so much for joining us, Erin and Jen, and sharing your work. It was a pleasure talking with you, Erica, and thanks for recognizing um, the hard work of our teachers. I really appreciate that. Definitely. And we, we love sharing the kind of work that we're doing at Oceanside. So if any of your listeners want to chat more about it, they can always contact us or check out the blogs that our Oceanside teachers and administrators have written about the power of teams. I know you guys will link it over to this podcast so everything is all connected. We will. And your bios will be on there as well so people can reach out to you if, if they'd like more information about anything that you talked about. You can follow Erin on Twitter at egilrain and Jen at M me thunder and you can follow me at snyder underscore erica thanks to paul teske's mad garage band skills for providing our music and the teaching channel staff for all your work getting a new kind of pd up and running so thanks to all of you also for being here today and everyone who is listening if you like what you hear head on over to itunes stitcher or blog talk radio to subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us we'll see you back here in two weeks when we'll be discussing video in the classroom from the union perspective